Hi, I'm Betty, the founder of Upright, and you're listening to the Upright Podcast, where we interview thought leaders and innovators who are making a positive impact in health, sustainability, and inclusion. Our vision is a world where health and sustainability are accessible to all. To get there, we're launching a high-protein instant oat milk that's as nutritious as dairy, but without the cow, as well as this podcast series, where we highlight the amazing things that other founders and brands are doing to make the world healthier and more sustainable. In this conversation, I'm joined by Caitlin Sackdev, the founder and president of Carbon Forest. Carbon Forest helps consumers erase their carbon footprints by planting trees on their behalf. We talked about how Caitlin's personal experience as a new mother in San Francisco amidst the wildfires sparked her sense of urgency to be part of the climate change solution, how simplicity is the best solution, and the small act of planting trees is something that can be done right now to give us time to solve the big infrastructure problems necessary for a sustainable future. We also talked about the importance of community and resilience in building a new brand and planting millions of acres of forest. With that, here's our conversation. All right. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I was wondering if we could start off with you sharing your story. I, you know, I'd love to hear what inspired you to create Carbon Forest. Yeah, well, first, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so I guess what started, like inspired me was honestly my girls. So I am a mom of three little girls. They are all under the age of eight. Um, and we were living in San Francisco, California. And during my last two pregnancies, so that was 2015 and 2018, the state had like historically huge wildfires. And I think since then it's already gone past the size of those fires. But um we the smoke was coming into San Francisco and I here I am this like very pregnant woman going to downtown San Francisco trying my best to like look like I've got it going on and it's just smoky and like I it just became very very real to me that like climate change is here this is something that we need to do now and it is absolutely a problem that we will see in our lifetime and are seeing and then the next generation frankly, my, my daughters and anybody else who's listening, who have children, like it's going to be a real problem. And then it's going to be something that they need to figure out how to solve. And we need to figure out how to solve. So I, you know, I kind of felt that climate change was a, at its core is a marketing problem, right? Like here is a catastrophic issue that affects every human in the world. And yet we're not galvanizing around it. And so to me, a lot of it was around the messaging and how we communicate and also the simplicity of how we can solve it, right? Um, and we can talk about that more in more detail, but it was really my children, the community that I live in. Um, and then also the fact that I am a big believer that like, there is no day like today and you might as well start going after it. So um, that's really what inspired me. A hundred percent. And so, yeah, I would love to dig more into that. You know, I know that Carbon Forest uses um, tree planting and forestation to yep. cancel your members' carbon footprints. Can you tell us, you know, can you walk us through how that actually works? Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty simple, right? Like in the, I always say like simple is sexy, right? So um, we, we plant trees to offset individuals' carbon footprints. So how does that work? The average American creates about 34,000 pounds of carbon a year, and the average tree takes 50 pounds of carbon out of the air per year. So 34,000 pounds divided by 50 equals 680 trees. 
And we do that assuming that the average human lives for about 80 years. So you can imagine that if you're 30 and you start planting today, we will, you know, you'll be finished, depending on what product offering that you buy, you could be finished planting 680 trees in 10 years. And then those trees will actually live longer than you will. And so you have like a legacy impact. So those trees are constantly pulling carbon out of the air. And, you know, the other pros of it is it's measurable and transparent. We all know what a tree is. You can calculate the carbon that's taken out of the air. Um, we plant all of our trees here in the United States. And the reason that we do that is for uh, uh, tree environmental protection and land rights, which is huge. Um, and then the other thing is that there's fewer negative externalities, right? Even, I mean, look, I'm a believer that it's going to take everything we've got to solve the climate change problem. But electric vehicles have batteries. Those batteries have a lifespan. At the end of that, we are gonna to have to recycle all of that, not to mention all the materials it takes to make those batteries. And trees, yes, there is some, right? You have to bring the trucks up and plant the trees in the ground, but the net net of it is, is pretty limited compared to some of the other climate change solutions that are out there. So that's what we do, we plant trees. <laughs> It sounds so simple, but yeah, it's incredible when you walk through the math, how, how impactful that, that simple yeah. action can, can really add up to. So, you know, I'd love to hear then how, once you came up with this idea, when, you know, you were, you were pregnant with your daughters and all that, how did, how did you actually get started? Like, what were the first steps that you took to bringing your, your vision for carbon forest to life? Yeah. So honestly, my background is in financial services, right? So I do not have environmental, like an environmentalist training, but I ran an innovation team at a, uh, at a financial services company. And one of the things that I learned is that every problem has a solution. You just got to figure out how to do it. Right. And so I didn't actually know that trees was the way I wanted to solve the problem or felt like it was easy. I spent, um, probably about six months touring trash and recycle centers in the Bay Area, which was fascinating in itself. Um, but I kind of landed on the fact that like, we have a lot of land here in the United States and frankly in the world. And we use so much of it for agriculture and some of it is still being used for that, but a lot of it is actually not being used for that anymore, right? So I'm from rural New Hampshire and I grew up with a dairy farm in my backyard. And that farm is probably about, you know, 100 acres, 200 acres or so. It's not a working farm anymore. It was when I was a kid, but it sits on top of a mountain in the middle of a forest, right? So why couldn't you take that land and replant those trees? Um, and so that's sort of what inspired me was a little bit of seeing, okay, sometimes simplicity is, is, is the best solution. Also, policy is a huge part of any climate change solution and making it work. And what I saw is who doesn't love a tree, right? And so for me, it was like, great, let's, let's start tackling the trees now that will give us time to go figure out some of these big infrastructure problems. Like how do we create an EV charging network? How do we put solar panels on every home in America? All of these other things that frankly just take time, policy and capital um, and, and we don't have time, right? Like the IPCC report came out and we don't have time. So trees is something that we can do today. It's something that's measurable and transparent and simple. And you know that's, in essence, how I kind of narrowed in on this solution. Got it. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. 
Um, and so curious then, you know, how do you select which type of tree will get planted and, and how do you select the sites where these trees get planted? Yeah, so tree planting is like, this concept of tree planting is not new, right? I mean, the whole hug a tree movement that was sort of like back in the 60s or 70s or whatever it was, right? Um, and, and a lot of uh, countries have actually looked at this as well. So Chile actually paid its farming community to do exactly what I was talking about. But they came up with a program where they basically picked one type of tree and they just planted it everywhere. And the reality is with natural solutions, it's you're part of an ecosystem. So you can't just plant any tree anywhere. So what we do is we actually, for all of our members or for where we figure out how we plant trees, we ran a proprietary model where we look at where forests most likely just survive in the United States. Um, and when I say most likely just survive, like they're not at risk of drought, they're not at risk of fire, they're not at risk of, you know, um, just decay in the biomass health. And so we look at all these different things and then we say, okay, these are the regions that we want to plant in. Now, what are the species that thrive there? And then another thing that we do, and actually it's on our blog that we have somebody that's helping us with this is there's a whole strategy around defensive tree planting, right? So climate change is happening. We're trying to slow it down, but it's still happening. So what do we do that's going to affect the ecosystems that we live in. So how do we plant a certain kind of shrub? So if it rains more that year, it doesn't kill out all of the trees, right? It's looking at the pro problem holistically and then having respect for the natural environment and working with the environment to create the maximum carbon sequestration that we can get out of a piece of land. That makes a lot of sense. And, um, no, it's, it, you know, it, it does sound simple, but it also there's clearly a ton of thought and, and uh, yeah, research that's going into all of this as well yeah. to make sure that's the most impactful solution. Um, so then I'm I always curious. say foresters are like the unsung heroes of like <laughs> of America in this problem, <laughs> right? So yeah, it's a big, I think it's, it's being thought, it's like planning for anything, right? Like you have to have a plan, it has to work. You have to look at all the different risks and variables and, and that's how carbon forest goes about planting. It's not how everybody does it, but you know, making sure that our members' trees are gonna be around and survive for a long period of time is our commitment to, to all of our members. Um, and so that's, that's why we put so much thought into how and where we plant. No, that, that sounds, it's so great that you're thinking about all of this. I'm curious then, you know, and I think you've already touched on this a little bit, but can, can you articulate, you know, what is your, your vision and mission then for Carbon Forest? Like what, what message are you sharing with the world through your, your products and services? Yeah. So, I mean, our vision is to create millions of acres of new forests for future generations to enjoy. Um, I think the how we do that is community. I am a huge believer in the power of humans. Um, and the power of community. I think that there has, if we just look back at history, frankly, if we even look back at this last two years of COVID, right? I mean, there are stories, yes, there's a lot of sadness, but there's also stories of incredible inspiration where people just like dug in and worked together and solved a problem. And I think that, you know, small changes really do make a big impact. Um, we saw that as it relates to COVID, we see that as it relates to climate change. And so, you know, our vision is to create millions of acres, millions of acres of forests. The how we do that is by giving people the opportunity to make a small change that in the long run will have a big impact. 
And so we're looking for people to join our community and to join us on this cause um, because we can't think of anything more important to do. Um, you know, in, in terms of the future, our future, our, our, our earth and, you know, everybody who lives on it. I so, so agree. And it, you know, it's, it's super inspiring just how you've been able to empower other people to take climate control or climate impact, I guess, into their own hands. And yeah, so I, I'm, I'm so inspired by some of the people who are our members, like some of the stories that you hear. I mean, it's like anybody, like I had, there was a grandma in, Wyoming who reached out to me and then you've also got this like super passionate like environmentalist from the east coast like it's such a huge gamut of people and I think that's the other thing about climate change is like lots of times we think oh it's this certain archetype well the reality is like most people care about this problem 70% of Americans care about climate change um and so I think that's the other thing is like connecting people and connecting them to a solution that will bring people together in a, in a way that they may not have thought that they had a connection point. Um, and that, that to me is what inspires me about our members and about our community. Absolutely. No, we all, we all live on this earth together and we all have to share it. So, yeah. um, all right. Well, so, you know, you're, you're, you're so far along on your journey now you've accomplished so much. I'm curious, you know, what is the best piece of advice that you've received um, as a founder that you would give to other founders who are earlier on in, in their journeys? Well, you're kind to say that I'm far along. I feel like I'm learning and a newbie every single day. <laughs> but honestly, I hope I'm always learning and, and from other people. So, you know, I don't know if I am necessarily the, the, the best person to give the advice on it, but I, I can at least share what I've learned. And so I think those things um, is obviously like stay resilient. I think that one, you hear that time and time again in life. Like I can remember my, my grandfather being like, you know, 95% of, of succeeding is showing up or something like that. Right. And, but the reality is, is like just staying with it, like one foot in front of the other can help you punch through a problem, can help you punch through an insecurity, can help you just get to the other side. And sometimes in that you get the ability to have perspective. So just keep going, I think is one of the biggest things. And then the other one, and I think this is really true to myself, but hopefully somebody else can relate to it is, you know, you, most people have anxious moments. And when you get into that vortex, that spin, the thing that I have learned the most is phone a friend, like call somebody, talk to somebody, ask it to contact a complete stranger, because sometimes something that feels so hard for you, you just need a perspective shift. And you're not going to be able to give it to yourself. So just phone a friend. It reminds me of like, who wants to be a millionaire, right? Where like, we just would be like, who do you want to call? And like, it's that, it's exactly that. When you're a moment of like panic and tears and frustration, ask for help, like, right. And, and I think that's the thing that I would suggest to anybody because it'll make you feel less lonely and it will actually help you push forward on that resilient piece because you'll just be so inspired again to go to go tackle whatever you're trying to solve. Absolutely, I, I completely agree with those two pieces of advice as well. Um, all right, well, K Caitlin, thank you so much for, for joining me today. Um, for for you know, listeners who are interested then, can you plug, you know, where can they go and find Carbon Forest to learn more about your, your brand and your products? Yeah, so we are at carbonforest.org or you can find us on Instagram at, at carbon underscore forest. 
Um, and you can always email us at info at carbonforest.org. Um, we are actually doing a drive to 300 customers. So trying to build our community in this first quarter and would love to have more people join and, and just learn from all of you and have us you know, solve this problem together. So, and, and thank you and your, to your community of listeners for, um, for hearing what we have to say and for doing your part. <laughs> of course. No, thank you. Thank you. This was such a, a fun conversation. Um, really looking forward to seeing what comes uh, in 2022 for, for both of us, for both thank of our Thank you. Yes, you too. <laughs>